Blog Talk Radio. Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right. And welcome to the show. Uh, I'm sorry about that slight technical hitch. It's called the wrong button at the wrong time. Hope everybody's all okay. And I'd like to welcome everybody to the Hey Mr. Government Globally, where I can honestly promise you a fantastic, awakening, and very eye-opening show. Now, as you all know, our Sue show has to have, um, obviously, my, my wonderful self, of course, and also we have to have... The savage part of the show, which, of course, only comes with my sister across the pond. Kathy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm absolutely wonderful, my sister across the pond. And, yes, I'm a savage today. Got my blood pressure pills and bottles of water ready to get this party started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the privilege of announcing our wonderful guests for today. Well, we do have someone very special uh, that's coming on the show today, and it's a man that I've been following on Facebook for quite some time. He's, in my opinion, and now he and I have never spoken, so today having him on the show will be the first time. But to me, he is an American hero. Uh, he's part of a dying breed, and there aren't many people, there aren't many men left like our guest today, Ron Hinton. Uh, Ron has never married. Uh, he has no children. He is a former Marine, and uh, he is a veteran that we should all salute, take our hats off to, and uh, actually get on our knees and thank him for what he does, not only what he did in the Marines, but what he continues to do today to give him the reputation as the Oceanside Gangbuster. And if no one's never heard of Ron Hinton, all you have to do is Google Oceanside Gangbuster. And uh, you will come up with more videos, more YouTubes, more articles, more fascinating things about this man than you can. I mean, it would take you days and days and days to read about. Now, while we have him on the show today, I'll be sharing links that Ron has shared with me. I have archived videos that Ron, uh, I'm going to let him tell you what he does. I'm not going to take away his glory because I am sitting on pins and needles with bated breath, ready to hear his story. Ron Hinton, are you on the air with Sue and Oz right now? Yes, I am. Hello. <laughs> I feel like this started. <laughs> I feel like I need a trumpet going. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this is Ron Hinton, uh, the Oceanside Gangbuster. You gave a good intro there, good information for the links. Uh, my work is extensive, over 300 videos. Uh, most of them are posted on YouTube or LiveLeak or MySpace and on PhotoBucket. But anyway, yeah, I, I was military police in the Marine Corps, and I was uh, an assault gunner with a helicopter landing team. So I never learned how to take prisoners or what you know, holding their hands up means. So I just go in and just take care of business, and that's what I do in Neighborhood Watch, within the law preferably, but then we always have a right to a jury trial when required. I tell you what, Ron, today, go ahead. Music to our ears already, eh, Kathy? 
I'm telling you what, man, you know how much I have enjoyed following Ron Sue. I mean, I think back several months ago I told you, you know, you have got to check out this guy because he's so astute on the government. He's so, I mean, international affairs, uh, global politics, all the things that you and I thrive on. And uh, between the three of us, you know, we've all three shared a lot of things here, and Ron's just constantly feeding me things that I'm just all pumped up about. But, Ron, I'm trying to find the video, and and, uh, it's one that you said um, it was a comment about the teeth, the one that got me so tickled today. Do you know, you want to tell that story? Go ahead. Which one is that? Well, it was the one um, I'm I'm looking right now. I'm having to go back and comb through some of our messages, but I commented you said something about you'd let the police sort their teeth out. Oh yeah, well you see, I have a I have phraseology <laughs> slang that I that I use that uh, is basically just sending up red flags to all the clowns and gangbangers that that the, your game is over, and I've got multiple game multiple games lined up for you. Uh, first of all, you start with me, then you deal with the police, and then you deal with the courts, and uh, we'll sort you out, and all the camera crews that want to show up, we'll all be on the news that night, and I've been on Fox News locally in San Diego and all the local TV and radio and the front page of the Sunday paper. They were calling me names, making it about people's skin color, and the only ones talking about the skin color were the gangbangers that I was dealing with. So I exposed that with my camera, I exposed it with the audio, and I proved that they're the ones that are making it about race, not me. So then they all began to shut up because people just weren't playing the game anymore. Sue, I have to say, uh-oh, who's breaking up? Sue, I want to tell you, and everyone who's listening, Take a look at these videos that I'm posting. I have spent the better part of this week looking at these videos. And I'm telling you all something. I am not trying to blow smoke or, or pump sunshine when I when I compliment Ron. This man has got cojones of steel because he goes out into the dark of night by himself with his video camera, walks up to gangbangers and says, hey, you want to find any gangbangers? I mean, he asks them. He goes in their face. He gets up in their grill, as they say. And, you know, he just he takes it to the wall. <laughs> he really does. So I wish everyone would look at these videos because Ron is sending out a message to people. And, and that message is that, well, I know in one video, Ron, you said you were talking with a community watch member, and you said that they should be telling these gangbangers they have one minute to get off their property, that they should be gone in 59 seconds. And you said the man looked at you like you had dropped off the moon. Yes, uh, they they did. But do you know what? They got rid of the gangbangers shortly after that went on TV. See, that's wonderful. But it was my, my point is it's because of your effort. You have set a standard. You have shown people it's it's a different world we live in today, and we cannot back down. I mean, of course, we all have to use good judgment, but, you know, people who know me and people who follow the show know I'm a little wacko when it comes to that. So, you know, I'm, I may be a female, but I don't back down, and I hear you snickering, Sue. You know I'm right. Well, well let, let me add this. Let me say this as an advisory to people. 
I've got police experience in the military with with about a hundred fights and and hundreds of interactions with people and and I learned early on after the first ten or so fights and grabbing my crotch and holding my head and mm-hmm. I realized that I had to learn how to communicate with people and not just look at them and growl and make a fist and fight them because you may not have to fight them. You can also talk to them and you can send out messages, which is the vocabulary I use when I'm in gangbuster mode. I I throw out these uh, terms to people and these phrases to make them think that, you know, that that, that there's something coming your way and it's going to get much, much worse if if you just don't take my word. And, and learn to laugh a little and laugh at yourself and stand back and realize that you're out in public, that there is no privacy in public, your skin color, your pride, your culture, your family, your heritage, nobody cares. The judge is not going to ask you about those things. Your attorney's going to say it's irrelevant. So when you bring it up with me, remember, it doesn't matter. Perfectly said, perfectly said. I am posting the video now. It's the one where the gang was under the overpass. And you really got them confused. And I admire you. I mean, I was, like, sitting on the edge of my chair watching this video. And here again, folks, I strongly suggest you Google and watch these videos, in particular the ones that I'm posting in the chat room. This video, Ron has quite a walk down this ramp. And this under the overpass, Ron, wouldn't you say there were, what, a dozen kids standing there? They were dealing drugs. They were dealing drugs, and they were blocking the sidewalk, and they were talking Mm -hmm. bad to people and uh, intimidating women and children. And then that's when when I start going off. Uh, That's basically how it works. But you got them so confused. You really knocked them off their little platform with conversation, and that's what I'm talking about where you are – you're bringing this to the forefront, and you're setting a standard. Um, it, it does no one. Now, when I talk about, you know, I get a little wacko, I, you know, I, I would never in a million years think of doing what you do because well, I know I can't. Well, um, listen, let, me, let me tell you the title of the video. The people can just enter these words into, their, into Google. Just type Oceanside Gangbuster versus Obama voters. That's V.S. Oceanside Gangbuster V.S. Obama voters. It'll bring you to the video on LiveLeak. That's the one you're referring to. Plus, there's many other my other my videos listed there, too. I'm getting ready to post them. That one right there is already posted. Oceanside Gangbuster versus Obama voters. And now, I'll, now, I'll... Uh, yeah, let me add to you this. The reason I titled it that, it used to be called Thumping You by Oceanside Gangbuster. But since I recognize that people want to be made more aware of the tactics employed by the minority gangs in the community, the race baiting and provocation that they engage in, I've come to realize that since Obama was elected, it's become a national policy issue. The behavior that they engage in, the antagonisms and provocations they engage in, and then how they try to become a victim once you confront them about their confrontations. So, folks, I just want to make clear, don't let people turn the tables on you and set you up and bait you. You need to really know what you're doing. You have to have experience. You have to be prepared to call the police, to repeat yourself, to pass polygraphs, to swear under oath, to never lie to the police, because that's why I'm not in jail, and they are. That's why they go to jail, and I don't, because I don't lie. I don't hide. I don't make things up. I don't exaggerate. I don't play the victim. 
I let the videos speak for themselves, and the police department shows my videos at morning briefings and in training sessions. Well, all your videos that I've seen are wonderful. They're so well executed, Ron. Your voice, you don't get, you don't attack anyone in conversation. You use, and I mentioned this to Sue earlier today. I said I've never heard a word of profanity come out of this man's mouth. I have watched all these videos. I said he is so composed, so in charge, so in control. You're a very, to these kids and these gangbusters who hide behind that gun in their pocket or that dope in their pocket or whatever makes them powerful. You're a very intimidating force to reckon with. You can hear it in the conversations in the video. You can see it in their expressions. You can feel it in your demeanor. And uh, that right there is your tool that that you have that not everyone has, Ron. And, uh, I mean, really, I honor you for what you do. That's I'm not in thank, thank you, but I want to make clear to folks that they want to understand how I do it. It's because of this experience and learning the hard way. And never let people stand too close to you. Don't let them stand so close that you can't hit them first when they jump you. So you, you need to be willing to fight. You need to be willing to defend yourself. You need to know how to defend yourself. And you need to know how to use reasonable force and then have it on video and be prepared to have it shown in court, which my videos are actually used in a courtroom. They set up the projector and they've shown my videos to juries. So when I do my work, first of all, you have to have some experience or training. Secondly, you need to bear scrutiny. You need to have judges and attorneys and the media and everybody look at your work, and, and, and you got to come out without your butt on fire. So you, you need to learn how to get things done and not get yourself in trouble. And it does take experience, and I suggest people take a look at the videos and realize yes. that I'm not just winging it. I'm not just making stuff up as I go. I've no. got a lot of experience at what I do, and it's not accidental that I'm able to do it. No, that, no, your credibility, your history with the Marines, and then your your, your neighborhood community watch program and, and, and your videos. Um, Sue, I, I know you're dying to say something, but I did want to get that word in, credibility. And when you're dealing with the judges and the police and all the authorities and the attorneys, Ron, you've got that buttoned up, buddy. You've got the credibility. Go ahead, Sue. Sue? It's all right. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, listen. I have had to take a polygraph at least once, and I passed my polygraph. And you, you just, folks, you folks, you, you know, looking at the George Zimmerman case, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I can put myself in his position. His problem, his mistake was, you know, if you're going to carry a weapon, you need to be prepared for people to come up on you. And if they do come up on you, don't let them get so close to you. you got to have your hands out. you got to be in a proper stance to duck a blow, to pin somebody down. If you're going to carry a weapon, you need to be able to retain the weapon. Someone tries to take it from you, you, you you've got to prevent them from taking it from you because, because then your deadly weapon becomes their deadly weapon. So my only criticism of George is that, if you're going to be packing heat, buddy, and you're going to be doing it legally, you better know how to fight. So if you don't know how to fight, if you don't know how to fight, that's okay. You don't have to know how to fight to be carrying a weapon legally. So, you know, just because you don't know how to fight 
doesn't mean you can't shoot the guy. That's my opinion. If someone puts their hands on you and starts banging your head, that's a, that's attempted murder when they assault your brain like that. It's not just a fist fight. It's not a fist fight. It's attempted murder. And Trayvon is the one that caused all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Well, Ron, I told you earlier today, uh, you know, that I'm from a law enforcement family. My father taught me, started teaching me how to shoot when I was 13. I am locked and loaded today. I make no bones about it. I'm an NRA member, and I'm very outspoken and have been since the first radio show that Sue and I did about this. Um, I've never laid hands on any person in my life but one person who was trying to kill me. I'm five foot four and he was six foot four and I'm alive today. That was seven years ago. I know what I'm capable of. A year ago, June fourteenth, that same man who tried to kill me killed his twenty year old son. And So I did not fight him in court. They pulled all my photographs. They pulled my court history, my my case history, because the man with the gold makes the rule. And he's a wealthy man. I'm not going to name the name of the company that he started on the air, but it's a it's an international company name. And um, I couldn't fight him in court. I told Sue earlier today, as I said to her many times, I wasn't going to have my credibility, my integrity, and my honor questioned in a courtroom when I was attacked. So, but he went into the murder trial a year ago, um, pleading self-defense. And my his assault on me, the DA went back and pulled all that and established a history of assault and got the charge bumped up to a voluntary manslaughter. So I may not have gotten justice in my courtroom seven years ago, but I did get some sense of justice. And Sue was on the phone with me the day I found this out, and she'll tell yeah. you I saw. I got all my knees. Beside my chair and sobbed, I couldn't control it. Um, I know what it's like to fight for my life, and I think that's one reason that I'm so enamored. And I want to use the word enamored with what you do, Ron, because you have composure, and more people need to look at these videos to learn from these videos, to learn from you, and looking at what you show in these videos and what we're seeing with the Martin Zimmerman trial on T well with the Zimmerman trial on T V, such everything you just said about him having that weapon is so true. Um I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but I, I really wanted to get that out because I, I'm sitting here shaking because I do know what it's like to have somebody beat your head on a tile floor and you're right. He was looking at me the entire time saying, I'm gonna kill you. I want you dead. I want to kill you and that's attempted murder. So but the other thing of this is, sorry, Ron, the other thing of this is, you know, we're saying about this, and I, and like I said to Kathy, I'm going to let you guys speak in the high language, as we'll call it, and I'll speak to, if you like, how I put it, the three-year-olds of the world that still aren't awake, right? But the reality is, Ron, us normal folk are out on the streets, and we've got even the police that we think that we can trust to look after us and check, make sure that we're okay. Um, you know, they're the people that we could ring up at any time. And I'm seeing videos on in America of people literally getting their asses busted by the people in uniform that are actually going to protect us, or supposed to be. They're even shooting our own dogs, our own pets. And what do they say? We, we were defending ourselves. We were worried for our lives. 
You're in a bloody uniform. Why can you not look after yourselves when you are given the right to have law behind you and have a uniform, but you can still smack the hell out of innocent people and just walk away saying, well, they did look at me wrong? Excuse me? You know, you know, I've got a lot. I, I, people that have known my work and uh, any police department I've dealt with can tell you I've done a lot of videos on a lot of training of police officers. And uh, it, it, all I can say is, is that a person who carries a, a, a weapon and wears a badge has a much higher re- responsibility for their conduct and ability to to re- remain controlled and to not draw their weapon unnecessarily. You're right. You know, in, in the military police, we, we couldn't really shoot guys unless they were, like, attacking us with guns. We had to take off our gun belt, hand it to our partner, and then duke it out with the guy because to shoot him would be destroying government property. So you basically have to fight people instead of shoot them. In civilian life, and from my point of view, I, you hear about an officer, you know, three officers, and shoot a guy 40 times, reload, shoot him 40 more times and then go on TV and say they were afraid. Well, if you're that afraid, you shouldn't be wearing a badge or carrying a gun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, don't, you have no business carrying a gun if you're that afraid because you're more of a threat than the people you're dealing with. Yep. Ron, exactly. Ron, I, I don't know how many of us, well, you probably, probably never caught a, a show that Sue and I have done, but... Sue and I have me. Well, me. I'm. I can speak for myself only. I'm. I'm pretty hard nosed on the cops that she's talking about. And yes, I respect all uh, LE. I, I'm from LE family, but the world has changed, and so much of our police has now become militarized, and they have this gung ho attitude. And just like when the Boston bombings uh, happened, we watched SWAT teams go down uh, our streets, pulling people out of their homes, no warrants. No provoca- provocation, nothing. They were pulling yep. people out of their homes one by one, separating them so they couldn't talk. Now, I understand that was an extenuating circumstance, but what we're talking about here, too, are the police. Like in the first 30 days of this year, in January, 31 dogs were shot and killed by police in this country. 31 dogs. And how many decades have meter readers and postal workers gone into people's yards and on their property and never had to shoot and kill a dog? So it's gotten way out of control, and I'm glad you made the comment that, you know, you should be a certain type of individual in order to be able to have that badge and carry that gun, and if you're afraid, then you really shouldn't. You. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but also, yeah. it's not just about training. Half of these just haven't got the common sense. There was there was them two dogs fighting outside that school, and and the police officers went and shot. And I'm very sorry, Ron, but I'm not very up on these guns because in the UK we don't have guns on the streets. Well, there is, but not ones that should be. But the thing is, there was um, two police officers. There was two dogs fighting, and they went instead of just letting them get on with it. I'm not being funny, okay? We take them to the vets after because they've tore each other a couple of times, maybe, or whatever. Oh, no, these coppers decide in their uniform, in their little brave uniforms, that they'll go over to these dogs, they'll go and fire at them, and then one goes back to the car to get a bigger gun and really properly blast just to make sure that they're dead, all outside of school. 
Do you know what I mean? With then the, you've got the Chloe the situation wife. when there was a dog right outside the garage door, and this dog's protecting, obviously, the, its little land. You know, he's got his own little territory, and he's protecting it. Now, most people would shut the garage door, put a note through the door and say, just to let you know, we've shut your dog in the garage. He was out for some reason. He's safe in there. You know, we know that he's okay. Uh, we'll come back and check to make sure he's okay after. No, no, they actually get the animal um, guy holding this... Uh, dog on a uh, pole, and what does the police do? He's so frightened for his life, even though the dog's on a pole, that he shoots it while it's on the pole. I mean, that was that's quite, just two that cases of damn well stupidity. That's when they don't need mm-hmm. CS gas, they just need CS, common sense. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It, 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 it's sad, and you make an excellent point, and I've encountered a lot of that in the media, and I've had police officers act up with me. I've gotten police officers Fired, demoted, promoted, reprimanded. I get them. I get them rank taken away, and I get their rank added, depending upon their conduct and their performance and their attitude and their intentions. And when they show up, and I had this phrase that I uh, maybe I coined or heard it in a movie as a kid, but the, the phrase I used on San Diego Police Department one time that they quoted me in courtroom one time. They said that the, Ron, the first thing Ron Hinton said to us is that we tend to show up with all the answers and we don't even know the question. And their own detective went on the stand and quoted me. He said the one good thing Mr. Hinton told us is that we show up with all the answers and we don't even know the question. And that, for some reason, rang their bell. And everything changed after that. And they stopped showing up with an attitude. They, shot, they stopped dropping out of the sky like Jesus Christ himself telling me all about my life and what I'm really thinking, because you can't do that. You're not God. You're mm-hmm. just a civil servant with a badge and a gun, and you're supposed to be a professional. So don't try to yep. read my mind, tell me my thoughts, and then try to portray me as causing the problem, because I'm the one that called you, and I'm the only white guy in the room. I played the game mm. before. I don't play it very well. Keep your race cards to yourself and do your job, or you're done. Yep. Bravo, yes. bravo, bravo. Definitely. We, we have a question in the chat room, and it's a very good question, and it's an issue that I've been talking with uh, some survivalist friends of mine for a couple of weeks now about this particular incident. And I think you and I, you even sent me something, Ron, by, um, by a, a private message. And that's the Russian military now being brought into America. Um, what, are your, um, what are your views on that? What are your feelings on that, someone well, backing in the system? Well, my, my personal opinion at this point in time is that with my experience in the military and military law enforcement, uh, first of all, the United States military calls the shots on U.S. soil, and they, work, they, they operate under the constitutional oath that they've taken. The, the officers are all sworn to the Constitution, not the president, and their oath is uh, – Ramparted by their associates So each officer supports the next officer In a constitutional oath performance So if you have Russian soldiers over here Who are not subject to our constitution It doesn't matter They're here as guests Since World War II uh, And I've made this comment on Facebook If you study local history uh, Of World War II On the west coast When we were afraid of being invaded by Japan After World War After Pearl Harbor We had we equipped the Mexicans and the Brazilians and the Canadians with airplanes, and they flew patrols up and down our coast for most of World War II. So if you looked up from your house in Orange County in 1942, 
you can see a dozen Mexican Air Force planes flying over your house on coastal patrol because they're all allied with the United States. Now, I want you folks to look to the future now and look, look to today. If you see a dozen Russian planes flying over your house, they could well be here for training because in, in wartime we're actually more allied with the Russians than not allied with the Russians in police-keeping actions. So if you have Germans flying over your head or the Japanese flying over your head, they're here for training purposes. And the, the, the reason they're here is to cooperate and coordinate under U.S. supervision, under the Constitution. So I tend to believe, having had the experience of being in that position, that it's not so much of a threat as we might believe because, like I said, we have a constitutional military that's well-managed and not answering to any foreign entities. And, and that's my my point is that we are protected, folks. Um, thank you for that. That was an excellent response. Um, let me ask you a question. This comes from me. Uh, what What are your thoughts on Don Bliss? You know, all the different countries in this military um, positioning and um, disaster response corps training, et cetera, et cetera. You're familiar. I know with what we're talking about, right? You and I share okay, video. Well, give me a good example of what you mean. Give me give me a specific question. Okay. Uh, what is it out there in California? Is it Camp Pendleton? Pendleton? Is that right? Yeah, Camp Pendleton, Marine Corps base, yeah. right. Okay. Weren't there several different countries coming on shore uh, in the past 30 days for this military training um, it's called Dawn Blitz, B-L-I-T-Z. Well, and, uh, Camp Pendleton borders the ocean. If, if if you folks will Google Camp Pendleton, California, you'll see that it, it butts up against the Pacific Ocean, and there is a landing base there for amphibious operations. So, yes, they would use that facility for their training purposes. Okay. I just wasn't familiar with who all was involved in that. I just, I just, I can't help but get a little nervous when all these these military uh, maneuvers start happening. I mean, in my lifetime, Ron, I've never seen the country in the situation it is today. And as you and everyone know, well, let, let, let me remind you this: uh, there, there has always been international military training going on in Camp Pendleton to one degree or the other, and. Uh, just because we have videos and cameras and uh, underground media where everybody can post everything, it doesn't mean that it's becoming more prevalent necessarily. It just means that it's getting a lot more attention and exposure. That, that's my general opinion. But the focus of it is due, due to... Are we logging? Um, well, he's still on there, but he seems to disappear. That's okay. He'll be back. He's just having a. He probably stepped to the right in one place. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm typing a message right now. Step back to your prior position. <laughs> Ron is just such an intelligent person, and um, being a, a Marine who, quite frankly, is being dissed right now by our government. Um, I want him to talk about that, too. I really do want to hear him talk about that. Um, Ron is uh, classified as a dis disabled American vet, and he is getting a shaft, and he's posted many things with his ongoing situation with the government, and they're really, 
I can't believe the blatant disrespect with which they have treated this man who put his life on the line to fight for our country. Um, it's Ron, speaking, he's back. He's back. I'm all, I'm Hi, Ron. Hi, we Okay. Ron, Ron, I was just talking about how you're going through a situation right now with our government regarding your disability status, and I've, I've followed all your postings about that and uh, how, I mean, in my exact word I just used was the government's blatant disrespect to you. Well, yeah, I'm used to it. Uh, it, it I'm a 100% disabled veteran uh, from my injuries. I'm walking around. My injuries are internal and uh, a spinal and, and a skull injury and a, a very, various uh, stab wounds from fights. And uh, the, 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 the government, the, they, think of it this way, folks. It's a, it's a tough subject for me because I've been through a lot. The, we, we don't argue with the tanks and the planes when they have a hole in them. We, we argue with the veteran. And we, we don't just fix the veteran. We argue with them. And it's a very difficult and uncomfortable situation to be in many times. It's I, I just don't see see the justification in it, and it angers me tremendously. And you are already aware of my age, and I remember when our soldiers came home from Vietnam, and that was probably the saddest and, and the most disgusting part of history that I personally remember. And, and I think you know what I'm talking about, Ron, the way they were all treated. Well, were, were you in Vietnam? No, I, I actually joined during Vietnam, and by the time I got overseas, all the Marines were coming back on the airplanes, and I was the guy at the gate on the military base that had to deal with all these Marines, and that's how I ended up being a 100% disabled vet because a lot of them had issues and problems, and uh, uh, PTSD was not recognized at the time, and uh, the, the, we had a, a lot of alcohol and drug problems among them, and I had about 100 fights. Like I said earlier, my uh, my learning curve was rather cruel, and like I said, after the first 10 or 12 fights, I learned how to uh, communicate uh, with people and, and to basically try to jog their senses and bring them down to earth, and that's what you see in my videos. You see that being translated into Neighborhood Watch. Uh, I can't pull a Colt 45 out and hold it up to their head. I can't pistol with them. I can't use my boots on them. So in Neighborhood Watch, I have to talk to them, and then I have to call the police if they get out of hand. At the same time, I need to be ready to defend myself and then appear in court if necessary with my video playing in front of 12 jurors. So I've got to be very conscious of everything I do. Otherwise, I would have been shut down a long time ago. I, I have thought about watching all your videos. That, that thought, that very, that very fact rings so, so clear to me from the beginning. Um, you're quite an imposing Man, as far as stature goes, how tall are you, Ron? Uh, I'm six foot four, uh, and I weighed about 270 pounds while making those videos. I'm down to about 248 now, so I'm only I'm only large now. I'm not huge. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> if people will look at some of those, if I had been them and seen a six foot four man coming at me with a deep voice and a video camera uh, speaking to me intellectually and calmly yet sternly, I don't think I'd have made a stupid move either. Really, you're a weapon well, all in yourself, Ron. It's wonderful. It, it, it's just it's just experience. It's hard experience, 
and I paid a lot of prices, and I don't let them do If they get too close to me, I turn into a tarantula, and, and, and they can see it in me and my demeanor and the way I stand, and I get my feet under me, and they can see that I'm about ready to start slugging them just, just by the way I move my body, and it's so subtle. And I keep smiling like an idiot at them because it, <laughs> confuse, it confuses them when my legs and feet are doing one thing and my face is doing another. So uh, I keep them a little off balance, but at the same time they can see that I'm posturing to drop them. If they get a little bit too scary, I'm going to drop them, and then I'm going to call the cops because I'm not going to let you attack me. You've got to come through me first. And that's where George Zimmerman, I think, was unqualified to actually be doing what he was doing. If you can't, if you can't defend yourself against someone, if you can't fight, then, then, then don't be out there. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, absolutely. And and here again, you know what I just shared with you a moment ago. Would I ever want to go through that again in my life? Oh hell no. Pardon my language, but oh no, no. I don't ever want to have one on one mono and mono um, with anybody because. You know, I, and I've sat and watched this, the Zimmerman trial, and while while what I went through is very memorable to me, even after seven years, I still remember so much because I I have PTSD, and um, I still have nightmares, and I think about this, but I'm still after seven years, I I will never be clear on every single move that was made, and you know, I look at this trial and I just think to myself. The maneuvering that's done by the attorneys and that judge and uh, the politicians that are, and I'm not, I'm not going to say anything other than the word politicians, but I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. From D.C., the comments that were made, this, you know, I'm really anxious to see how that trial plays out. But everything you said about Zimmerman, you're spot on because that poor fella, I swear, and, and, and I have to say he's maintained his composure in that courtroom. What do you think about his composure in the courtroom, Ron? Uh, he's doing a lot better than I, than I would do. I've been in courtrooms. I've had to face juries. I've faced charges. I'm, uh, I've had five court cases. I'm two, two, and one. Uh, two of them uh, I prevailed because they deserved it. Two of them I lost because they merely asked for it. And uh, the fifth one was declared uh, a tie, a mutual combat. So uh, I, I, I took polygraphs. I went to court. I just say, look, you know, I'm not going to take it. I, I'm going to go walk around anywhere I want, and then if I go to go, if I have to go to court, I'm going to try to sit there in a nice suit and look as normal and sane and poised as I can possibly be, because you've got a jury staring at you for eight or nine hours a day, and it's not easy, folks. You got to be straightforward. You can't be hiding. You can't hide from a jury. I got news for you. Exactly. Transparency. Okay. And they, they make it all. They, they want to make it about skin color and, and his thoughts. You know what? It, well, for a prosecutor to get up there and talk about the thoughts, the cartoonist thoughts that they ascribe to Zimmerman, that he's going out to shoot black people, I mean, yeah. what is this? Saturday morning cartoons and, uh, you know, is that the Frito Bandito out shooting people carrying groceries home? No. It, it's not that at all. It, it, Trayvon was stalking the place, and then Trayvon stalked him and didn't know he had a gun and thought he could kick his butt and get away with it, and he was wrong. He got killed for it. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. Mhm. Mhm. 
Now, I just want to um, say... Sorry, I just want to say to anybody, if anybody wants to ring in and ask Ron a question or, you know, wants to bring um, a topic forward, by all means give us a call in. 347-327-9694. That's 347-327-9694. Sorry, carry on. Well, when you, when you have to go to court, folks, you, you have to be willing to answer to the music. And in my opinion, they don't have a case. That's why he was never originally charged until Obama came in and said it looked like his son. Uh, I think it's a travesty. He should have never been charged. It's not a crime to park your car and get out and walk around. It's not a crime to carry a weapon in Florida. It's not a crime to shoot someone who's banging their head in the concrete. If it was about the facts alone, it would be a pretty dull story for the liberal media because they wouldn't have anything good to say about their side of the course. So they have to make up all of these other issues that have nothing to do with the facts of the case. It's not illegal to defend yourself. It's not illegal to walk around. You're exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, they want to make it illegal. That's the point. They want to make it illegal to defend yourself against black thugs. That's what this is about. (laughs) You can't be shooting the black guy who's banging your head on the concrete, or we're going to charge you with a crime. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I have a name for Mike Rock 40, and it's Princess. (laughs) And the next sucker that wants to lay a hand on me will see the business end of Princess because I'm not ever going to go through that again in my life, God willing. I'm not. Well, well, you know what? I've been this argument that people have, and I noticed one of the comments on your chat site right now that Zimmerman was told to stand down. No, mm-hmm. Zimmerman was was told to not follow him, and Zimmerman was looking for a street sign to meet the police at. Innocent people, perpetrators, and murderers don't go to the street corner to meet the police that he just called. That's not real-world stuff. That's how I don't go to jail, because I'm the one that calls the police. Even if I get into an altercation with someone, I'll, I'll still call the police on myself and let mm-hmm. the officer sort it out. And I have. I've gotten in fights and called the police and, and because that's not what innocent people do, okay? George called the police. He was going to the corner to meet the police, and he was attacked. Show me the criminal conduct. Show me the hateful thoughts. I don't see thoughts. I see actions, and his actions do not indicate those of a guilty man. Thank you for saying that because I have had this very, and I, I want to say discussion, but unfortunately the people who brought that question to me made it an argument, and that's when I just have to walk away. I will debate something with you, but I'm not going to stand there and shout at someone trying to get my point across. I, Everything that you just said, people talking about, or Okay, everything you just said, you're exactly right. And that is that was what I was saying to people is that he was not told to not do it. He was not told to stop following. I mean, you know, he he, well, he was not told it, Okay. I'm saying I, I just lost the the uh the uh, radio show page. I'm a little bit for, for, well, Listen, listen. Right so, right if it now. helps you at all, let me state this. Following someone on a public mm-hmm. street is not a crime. Walking mm-hmm. on your own property where you live is not a crime. It, none of these things are criminal actions, okay? Uh, putting your hands on people, that's a criminal action. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's no evidence that, that George went up and attacked Trayvon. The moment you put your hands on somebody, you become the criminal. And whatever results from that within legal bounds is your responsibility. George was legally armed. He was walking on his own property. He was attacked on a public sidewalk, and he killed the man who attacked him. So it has to be about everything else because they can't win the case on the facts. Hmm. And it's not when people want to argue with you, it's because they want to make you the issue. They want to humiliate and embarrass and agitate you because they cannot debate you on the facts of the case. The first person to attack is the responsible party. I know from experience that you can take actions in response to that in every single state of this union, and it has never been illegal to fight back in this country. You just use a key word. You can debate an issue, and that is exactly my stand. I learned a long time ago not to argue with stupidity because they will beat you to death with experience. That's right. And they just want to get a reaction out of you. They want you to not be calm and cogent, and and, and they want you to stop making sense because you making sense defeats their side. So they want you to be agitated so that you'll stop making sense and they can say, see, I told you they didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So when they start ranting and raving like you see in my videos, I put it to a stop immediately. I, you're not going to you're not going to swing me like a chain. You, you're not going to jerk me around. You're not going to get inside of my head or under my skin. I'll just rain cop cars on your head, and then I'll post the video. And then <laughs> maybe you, can, you can play your games with the police officers uh, while I videotape you lying to a cop, which is a crime, by the way. And then I'll have you prosecuted for lying to the police. So then. They step into a trap when they try that with me, and I and I take them down. I take I take a lot of people down, who who try to play these games with me in public. And the word has gotten around: just don't pull the gangbuster chain because it's all bad news. And here again, people in the chat room, I encourage you to watch Ron's videos. This man has his talent down to an art. It is a gift. And, uh, of course, as you've heard me mention in Ron, too, uh, I wouldn't suggest anyone try this unless you're the same caliber of trained veteran that Ron is experienced in hand-to-hand combat and, um, and, and well, just his background because he goes into some seriously dangerous situations. Ron, I tell you, I saw a few videos where you walked into, um, what was that, uh, that park, um, that, um, that lake, uh, something Lake Park, that guy that posted on YouTube, uh, told you to be there, and you said, I'm coming right now. I have about 10 minutes. I'll wait for you. I'll just bring you. Yeah, that, that's called, uh, that, the title of that is Night Thug Hunt by Invitation on YouTube. Night Thug Hunt by Invitation. Well, okay, night, I got that too. I got that right here. There's part one and part two. I'll post both of those when I get the chat room back up. Um, I don't know how you walked into that dark Park. I'm sitting on the edge of my chair watching that video, and honestly, got, my heart was racing in my chest. You've got to be ready. You know, to be to be perfectly honest with you, that was a suicide mission, and 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 I've done numerous ones, and and you, you've got to you've got to shoot me. You've you've got to kill me because I'm going to keep coming in no matter what and, until you shoot me. 
And I mean, you can't you can't buy that kind of publicity. No kidding. I mean, no. seriously, folks, what Ron has in these videos, you're not going to see this kind of real life. This is so far beyond reality show. It is to a whole nother. It's, this is the plateau at the tip top beyond all the reality shows. Steven Seagal hasn't done the stuff that Ron's done in these videos. You know, Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, these guys may do the little swing leg things and poppy in the jaw and all that. But let me tell you something. It takes some serious cojones to go into a situation that Ron shows you on these videos. And if there's not a if, – if anyone does not think that Ron Hinton is worthy of the utmost respect, you bring it to me. Bring it to me. Write me and well, tell me that because I'll helps, tell you how wrong you are. Well, if it helps you feel any better, I, I had one million views on my first YouTube site and over a thousand subscribers, and YouTube shut me down because they said that my my videos were hateful and racist. Oh please! Well, oh, well yeah. I just I, I just need to excuse me. Um, I need to just tell Kathy off because firstly, as much as I respect Ron, I will not have you diss. Those very beautiful young gentlemen, and yes, I know they've gone a bit old, but they're still very nice to me, like uh, Van Damme and all them. Very, very nice. <laughs> but Ron, um, you, you know, um, if you've seen Kathy's wall, Ron, you'll know that we always send each other very nice people, and I'm saying the shirtless kind. Um, but if you're, I just want to say to people in the chat room that if anybody does not agree with anything that Ron says or Kathy says or myself or whatever. This is not a show where we're going to be having arguments and disagreeing with each other. But if you've mm-hmm. got some thoughts that you want to put forward, we will not be. We are not here to be attacking each other. This is where we are having a debate, which we will talk about things. It's not for anybody to knock everybody. Everybody's got their own thoughts and their own ways. And maybe you've seen something that's happened outside in your world. Get in touch with us. Give us a call and come and talk to us. Um, you know, at the end of the day, this is not for, you know, it's, this is not where we're going to have a go at each other. We're all in the same world, and it's about just talking to each other and seeing other sides as well. So if you've got something you want to give us a call in about, by all means, give us a call, 347-327-9694, or by all means, chuck it in the chat room, and uh, I will certainly read it out for you. Well, you know, I think I think one of the things that really upsets some people is that, this expectation of white guilt and shame and this expectation of fear of people of color. And I don't understand what purpose that serves except to put more people of color in jail because you can't even block a public sidewalk without engaging in criminal actions under the penal code. You cannot interfere with pedestrian traffic. You cannot distract drivers of cars. You cannot be throwing up gang signs and walking in front of cars and staring down drivers. All of that, all of that is criminal conduct, disorderly conduct, public nuisance, pedestrian interference. I suggest all you folks in your local communities, Google the words pedestrian interference penal code and add your state to that. And you'll see what the rules are that I go by when I make my videos. The sidewalks need to remain clear. There can be no racially oriented intimidations going on because when there are, that's when you've got problems. And playing the victim is not going to help you because you're the one that started it. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. 
true. Now, I, I, there's yeah. one topic I yeah. want to speak to you about, Ron, um, which Cathy will tell you I am literally hot on the trail of, as they say, after looking up, as everybody keeps telling me to do, and I'm looking up in the skies, and I want to say to you the words chemtrails. And just yeah. please just remember that I've still got the L plates on all of this, but I will say to you that I am looking up in the sky in the UK at the moment and seeing chemtrails and even showing my 17-year-old them above our heads. And even to the point of watching a plane in the sky above me literally do, and I'm going to say the spraying te- te- technique, as we will say to the three-year-old, literally, and then all of a sudden there is nothing, but the plane is going. I'm thinking, oh, he's obviously just released that one tank off then. How, how yep. bad is it actually getting out there, Ron? I mean, I'm, I'm literally just learning about this stuff, and I've got to say Sean and, and Kathy and Al and all these people are sharing all these things to me, and it's mind-blowing. And even to the point the other day while I'm driving along, I didn't know it was in the sky, and I'm pretty well certain that I actually saw a drone in the sky but unfortunately, my camera was a load of beep, um, and I couldn't actually record it or take a photograph of it to prove it. But I looked at the pictures after, and I'm almost certain that this was the case. Can you tell people about this and, and what you found and what you believe? Yes, uh, I have done a lot of research on this, and I just posted my photo album on the chat page on Facebook. Uh, among the fact that there are drones in the chemtrails, uh, there's also uh, reports of lithium being dispensed uh, mm-hmm. dispensed in, into these chemtrails. And lithium is a mind-numbing drug that reduces your attention span. And that's been going on uh, recently. If you folks will Google the words lithium chemtrail, L-I-T-H-I-U-M, lithium chemtrail, and take a good look at the videos and the reports and study up on what lithium is. It's been a uh, psycho- psychiatric drug that the government uses on uh, on veterans uh, to keep you under control. So, so you just walk up and down the hallway until feeding time, and you don't really have anything to say. You're drooling, you're dragging your feet, and uh, you're very tired. And, and apparently that's what they're dropping in the chemtrails to uh, dumb us down. To, to use a, a common term. They're trying to make us into idiots with what they're putting into these chemtrails. That's my opinion. I'd, I'd like to add something to what you just said, Ron, about lithium. And here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this for, you know, the, the to coin Sue's phrase that a three-year-old who, you know, aren't quite as familiar with this. Lithium is the primary drug they use in mental institutions to immobilize people and leave them in the condition that Ron just said. Drooling, no conversation, empty eyes, walking or sitting, wandering aimlessly. I mean, and truly, that's exactly what it is, what he just said, exactly how it leaves you. It's also fluoride in our water. Fluoride is an active ingredient in the medication Prozac. Fluoride has been used to dumb down the American public for decades. Yeah. So now they're just giving us a double whammy. And I have an article, and I'm still waiting for this dog on chat room to reload. I don't know what's wrong with Blog Talk Radio right now, but I have a link, and it is uh, the the uh, whistleblower Snowden, the 29 year old that left America and you know sought asylum in other countries 
he's actually come out and released all the government's information about the um, chemtrails. Have you seen that, Ron? Yes, I have, and uh, I've seen multiple reports. Like I said, I have, under my photo album I just posted, there's a lot of uh, articles posted under, under the photos of the chemtrail photos on Facebook. I've done a lot of research, and I would suggest mm-hmm. people collect, collect, uh, click on each individual photo for various uh, useful links on the issue and feel free to update them with replies. Folks, I just want to tell you, uh, you don't have to do drugs anymore. The government will do, do drugs to you. Uh, you, you, you don't you don't have to do drugs. Uh, they're doing all kinds of illegal drugs to you uh, every day, and I don't know what we can do about it. I called ABC News in San Diego uh, two weeks ago. I said, what about these chemtrails? And the sky was filled with them at the time, and the, and the lady at ABC News says, we don't know anything about it. And I said to her, well, hmm. will you aim your camera at the sky for five seconds? And she hung up on me. Mm-hmm. They, they won't even aim the camera up at the sky, when the sky is full of chemtrails. Yep. I think what we need to do... Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. Maybe it's time that we bombarded the old media Facebook pages and just have one day when we'll literally set up an event and we'll have one day when everybody just shares chemtrail pictures to the media pages. We certainly need to report from the media. They won't report it. I've I've sent many chemtrail photos in. They will not report the chemtrails, and they act very strange, like like you're not speaking plain English. They'll say like, "What? What did you say?" And you just you could have said, "Hello, good morning." You don't expect someone to say what, but when you say chemtrails, they go what? They go what? What did you say? Uh, They act like they don't understand what you're saying to them. People aren't that stupid. Do you, know, do you know why that is, Ron? Because to work for the media, you'd have to have a chemtrail straight over the top of your, the building, wouldn't you? Because that must be how they control them. That, you see, you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> you know, you're right. They, do, they do you know think they'll be in the air, then? <laughs> they, they, won't, they, won't, they won't report it. But they, 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 play, they act like they know everything until you mention chemtrails, and now they don't understand you. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, I've seen it, it happen many times. I mean, my work it, it, and my work. When I when I say something plainly and concisely to like a city council member or to a mayor or to a police officer or a chief or a detective, and if they look at me like I just spoke babble to them, then I know the kind of person I'm dealing with. If you don't understand me when I speak to your face, that you act like you don't understand me, then I'm going to be watching you because I know that game. I know how that game works. And it doesn't work with me. It actually ruins a person's credibility when they try to play that head game. And liberals do that a lot of the time. You talk about facts in the Zimmerman case. You talk about facts in the gang problems you have. You talk about facts of the racial overtones uh, of the gang activity. And people say, what are you talking about? And you look back at them, and they're, like, waiting for you to continue on, so to speak, to continue explaining yourself. Because you're being baited by people that are simply trying to play a head game with you. Don't and you yep. say people call up and they want to argue with you? They're not arguing the topic. They're not debating the issue. They're trying to get into your head. That's all they're yep. trying to do is to, is to antagonize you. Yeah. So don't fall but, for it. But do you know what, Ron? I mean, me and Kathy are always 
backing each other up on things because and I, and I started this thing where I say, you know, the ones that are asleep, as we call it, are three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And, and me and Kathy have got this thing now. I said, yeah, but Kathy, don't worry about it. They're just three. And the thing is, mm-hmm. the only way to show these people is pictures because three-year-olds do not understand writing. And the thing is, of course, you know, we've got this thing, well, why would my government do such a thing? And, and how do they get away with it? And how, you know, and all this. But the thing is, how long has this actually been going on for, Ron? How far back can we actually know that these chemtrails have been going on for? Oh, you know, I began to see chemtrails about 15 years ago myself, and now it's become so blatant. If you click on the photos I just posted on your chat page, it's just amazing. They will fill the sky with chemtrails, just literally crisscross it like a tic-tac-toe board. And yep. people, don't, people don't wonder why. I called Camp Pendleton. I asked them about it. They said they don't know anything about it. I called the airport. They don't know anything about it. I called the Pentagon. They don't know anything about it. Well, how come you don't know any, How come I know more about it than you do when I'm only looking up at the sky? And I've yep. got an edge on you, and I'm only looking up at the sky? Ron, can I ask you a question? Uh, have you heard about the new disease that has started to appear? I think it's Magellan's disease. It's the skin disease. Where yeah, Magellan. Yeah, Morgellon. Okay, yeah. You're, thank you. I didn't have it in front of me. Um, I have an article here about it. I'm trying to pull up. I'm having a problem with the secret of the Fed. All these articles that I'm trying to pull up, they took down the article about Snowden. That link I just shared is no longer available. That's taken off secrets of the Fed. I'm just trying to share one now, the Great American Genocide. That one has apparently been taken down off secrets of the Fed. And I'm also trying to share the one about the mysterious skin. Scientists are stumped from chemtrails. That article's been taken off of Secrets of the Fed. And, Ron, I know you're a follower of that site, too. And uh, for those articles to come off that, on a quest, I have to question a little bit. Not, not the site. I have to question why those things came down. I get things taken off my page routinely and surreptitiously, and pages disappear and links disappear, and it's happening to a lot of people. Uh, they just don't want anyone to be able to convey the, the information. The, they don't want people looking up at the sky and asking why. They want you to look at the ground, look at your iPod, look at the TV screen, look at the beer in front of you, Look at the porn on the Internet. Look at the computer game. Look at the dashboard of your car. Stay in your car. Like the prosecutor said in the Zimmerman trial, it's not about stand your ground. It's about stay in your car. Well, no, it's not. We're in a free country. We can look up. We can look around. We can get out of our car. We can walk around. We, you know, we don't have to be afraid and intimidated. And, and I, want some, I want you folks to type these words into, the, into Google. Type Mexican consulate versus Oceanside gangbuster. Versus VS Mexican consulate VS Oceanside gangbuster. Now I walk up to the Mexican consulate herself, and she's looking at me like I just dropped off the planet Mars. And here I am, an American in my own country, and here she is in my country trying to boss me around. Well, you'll see what happened there. Is that the Oceanside gangbuster versus versus the Mexican consulate, Ron? Because I have that link share. Yes, I'll post it on your page right now. Just type it into Google. Mexican consulate VS Oceanside Gangbuster. I've got it. I've already got it in my notes. It's there you go. Mm-hmm. There okay, you, you go. see, 
You see mm-hmm. how you see how they act all astonished and amazed that I have the nerve to walk around in a public place, and and, and I'm telling them, look, you know, get the hell away from me. I'm going to call the police on you and have you arrested, and then because you can't bother me in public. If I'm walking around in public, don't bother me, and they don't understand that. They bring a third world mentality here. And they think they can tell us what to do. Well, you can't tell me what to do. Okay? I'm a free person in a free country. You can go straight to hell. Amen. What do you think about the 11 million plus that the government wants to give amnesty to, Ron? And the families. I think they they need the votes to come in, be imported now, because they can't get them here. Uh, I personally, a lot of my friends are Latinos. Uh, Half of my neighbors are Latinos. Uh, I don't have any problem with Latinos themselves. I'm a Catholic, and they're Catholics. You know, I understand, you know, we're we're all Catholics. We all have that in common. But what a lot of the Mexicans do is they they use guilt and shame. They take Catholic, uh, Catholic theology, which is a lot of, based on a lot of guilt and shame, but not the they want us to feel. They want us to feel skin color shame, culture shame, societal shame, and that's not Catholicism, that's Marxism. So they've gotten confused along the way uh, and decided to take our country down by using, using Catholic guilt and shame. But since I was born and raised a Catholic, I know the difference, and you're not going to embarrass or humiliate me. I'll embarrass and humiliate you, and I'll do it on camera, and I'll post the video. Ron, I live in South Florida. I'm very familiar with the Latinos. We had the South American uh, Castilian Latinos. And, um, you know, if you're here in South Florida, if you're not uh, uh, if you're not Castilian Latino, Haitian, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, Colombia is like the ca- – Colombia, South America is the capital of Miami. Or should I say Miami is the capital of um, – Colombia, South America. It's just gotten insane. Now, I live about an hour and a half, two hours north of Miami, so I'm not down in the midst of it. But quite frankly, I don't care to go south of Boca Raton um, for, for a lot of reasons, for a lot of reasons, because I'm not comfortable in an environment where I am the obvious minority, 50-plus, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, Caucasian skin, and I do not speak Castilian Spanish I don't speak Puerto Rican. I don't speak Haitian. I, and it's, you know, I think you know where I'm going with that. But I have a lot of friends. One of my best girlfriends is from Colombia. So, you know, it's not, I don't, I'm not sitting here talking about a people in general. But um, there's, you know, there's there's bad in, in every race. We all know that. And I think everyone in the chat room and listening to this radio show knows that we come from that place. We, we we are adults that come from that place. We're not attacking any particular race. We're not generalizing about any particular race. That's not who Sue, who Ron, and who I am. That's not who we are. Definitely. But they want it to be like that. They want it to be about skin color. You see, they want you to be as stupid as they are. If you're going to grow up and, and you're given, a, you're given a, a calico sweater when you're three years old, and you wear it for the rest of your life, that doesn't make you a calico, okay? Mm-hmm. You're born with a certain skin color. You're given a certain kind of a sweater. That's not the person you are. That's just the pigment in your skin. And when mm-hmm. people get stuck up on their skin color, they also get stuck up on everybody else's skin color. And at the same time, 
they're calling everybody else a racist because they see everything through skin color. See, it's the person screaming racist that's the racist. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the funny thing is, Ron, like I've said on the show so many times, right, it doesn't matter what religion you are, it doesn't matter about the skin color or anything else, it doesn't matter what you believe in. At the end of the day, like I say to everybody, it doesn't matter what people believe in, as long as they believe in something. The main thing that all of us have to do is just share love to each other. And I just want to say to people, the amount of times in the UK I've spoken to people, and they say to people, but the world's changed. And I said, okay, well, in what sense? Well, we don't talk to each other anymore. We've got all this technology. You know, we don't share sugar off the neighbor anymore. Nobody goes to everybody's house anymore and all this thing. You know, and then they talk about the fact that there's all these different um, diseases and stuff and everything. This, isn't this just a little bit coincidental after all what we're talking about, about the fact that they're doing chemtrails and everything else, and we've, we've got more people falling out over religion and everything. And plus, I just want to add to what you were saying about that as well, that me and Kathy were talking the other day, which we don't do very often, much, um, but, you know, we were saying that in London, apparently, there is 300 languages just in London. I'm not being funny. Crazy. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dull or anything, but I'm thinking to myself, I didn't even realize there was 300 languages. <laughs> They're probably you know not me? languages, they're probably, they're probably tribal dialects. Listen, just like they call they call Mexicans a race. Uh Mexicans are not a race, they're an ethnic group. There's only three races on planet Earth Asian, African, and Caucasian, and everybody's a mixture of those three to some degree or another. So they they, they want to say three hundred languages, they mean three hundred accents. Okay, because everybody identifies with their skin color, their village, their tribe, their clan, their family, where they came from, which is what the third world is all about. It's about who owns this block, who owns the neighborhood, what your grandfather's name was, and then they bring it to this country, and they bring it to to Great Britain, and all it is is a local dialect of some tribal village, you know, in some East African country, and the government calls it a race, and they call it a language. On the census of 2009, there were 57 races listed on the census form. And as we all know by now, if you put down American, you got audited by the IRS. If you put down Tongan, which is a, a small Pacific Island country, you put down Tongan as your race, you're fine, even though Tonga is a country. It's not a race. That's like calling Canadians a race. Or Italians a race, or, or it's like calling Irish people a race. None of those are a race. Mexicans are not a race. Mexicans are a nationality. You see, the absurdity, folks, is is they're here to divide us all up. They'll divide you yeah. up by eye color, by skin color, by the village you came from, and the accent your family uses when they speak. That's communism. Yeah. That's Solzhenitsyn. That's how they intend to crack the melting pot in a country where. We are colorblind by law and constitution that all people are equal. What do you think the communists are going to do when you say we're all equal? They're going to say, no, we're not all equal, and you're a racist. You're a racist for saying that we're all equal. How crazy is it in our society when you are the racist for saying that we are all equal? Yeah. <laughs> And, and how, 
how on earth can it be wrong for us to be whistleblowers in the sense of doing the right for our world by showing what's wrong? You know, but, but the thing is, people people won't speak up, Ron, and it's like all these people on Facebook are, like, just for instance, I do shows, loads of shows about animal advocacy, and I'm going to bring that back into it. Everybody's saying, oh, we need to do in Spain neutering. We need to make a difference with cruelty, and we all need to. The thing is, though, the reality of all of that is all that the government needs to do is set a law up and say, right, you can't do this, you can't do that, and you're going to get something. Are they doing anything about it? Are they have? But here we are all trying to make a difference in the world. Well, these people that we're paying really good money for to do all these things are just ignoring it all. And this is where people need to realize that we are the 95% of the population. The governments are only 5%. But when are people going to realize? I'm not being funny. I don't class myself as totally awoken. I haven't been awake for very long, but I'm starting to realize that until us people start to wake up and speak up, and like you said, Ron, don't shout at each other. Don't, don't go chucking abuse at each other. Just talk to each other and tell people. Stand up for what you believe in. Don't just hide behind a Facebook or whatever. Say what you've got to say. And, and let, let's face it, Facebook's the biggest government survey that we've ever seen in our lives. We wouldn't answer half of the questions that we actually put on Facebook. God, well, that was a Facebook big handle, I, I don't know what part you want to answer all that, but... <laughs> if Facebook could handle the, the, the debate, they wouldn't be deleting our pages and our links and blocking us for a month at a time. They, they exactly. don't want debate. They want control, okay? And when, they, when, they're, when they're out trying to get control of you, they're calling it tolerance. When they're out telling you, what you can and cannot believe or think, they call it diversity. And when, and when you don't agree with what they're saying and they flip out on you, they call you insensitive. You see, none of this makes any sense. It, 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 I want you folks to Google these words. Saul Alinsky jamming tactic. Saul Alinsky, S-A-U-L Alinsky, A-L-I-N-S-K-Y, jamming tactic. Put it into Google and spend more than five minutes studying it, you'll understand what I already know, that when they call you names and when they start yelling and flapping their arms and screaming, it's because they can't win the debate and they have to destroy you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me, so me and Kathy know all about that. that <laughs> when you see people doing that, just position yourself for an attack. If they're in person, get ready to be attacked. And that's what you see in my videos is that I'm talking and they start flipping out and I send out these little verbal signals to them. You hear me making comments to them in the videos because I'm letting them know that, you know, you're not going to push me around. You're not going to scare me. There's going to be consequences, real serious consequences. If you cannot simply discuss a matter or simply mind your own business in public, if you can't handle being in public, then go home. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to say to everybody in the chat room, you are, you guys have been very quiet tonight. I, I can't yeah, believe it. You're very severely listening and absolutely blown away by this marvelous guy, or you are literally ready to explode and want to say a lot. So if you've got something to say, either put it into the chat room and let me read it out, or by all means give us a call in, 347-327-9694. And all of these links in the chat room, don't be worrying that you're going to miss it. 
All of these are going to be copied, and I'll put it onto my blog, and it'll be shared onto Facebook for you. All the show link, everything will be all on one place. Well, that's great. <laughs> I, I, I just I wish we had more people to uh, ask some questions. Perhaps they're clicking the links. I don't know, but I wish people could debate the issues and tell me where I'm wrong. Oh, I don't think anyone's going to challenge you there. I, I really don't. And that's one of the reasons, Ron, we wanted to have you on the show today. Um, yes. You, you, you come from a point of reference. You've done your research. And when Sue and I do these shows, we do our research beforehand. We get our links together. When we tell someone something that blows their hair back, we don't want them to walk away and say, wow, that was some crazy stuff that came out of their mouth today. We want to give them a link and post it in the chat room so they can read it and hopefully click on more links and educate themselves. We're just trying to open some eyes. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to let you guys go, and I'll be glad to come on again sometime soon. I hope hope you've enjoyed this and I hope it's been informative. I, I, I have really, I have really, really, really enjoyed your 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 interview, your input. Um, I'm sitting here right now, with just kind of wringing my little hands here. I'm just like a little kid um, that just opened a Christmas present. It's been a wonderful, a wonderful time having to just have an opportunity to listen to you, Ron. I hear you on the videos, but to be able to hear you answer questions and discuss situations and subjects that we've not broached yet. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Listen, and uh, remember to watch, uh, listen to my radio interview. I was on Los Angeles radio t- type Oceanside Gangbuster radio interview into Google. And uh, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully I'll be on again soon, folks. Hope so, Ron. Thanks so much. Thank Cheers, you. Have have a have a weekend. Weekend. How, he's such oh, a great guy. Such a great, great guy. And so much yep. to offer with information. And, Sue, I'm telling you, I got really quiet there because I have gotten kicked out of this chat room probably six times. So sorry for my silence there at hey, the end. But. It's okay. It's fine. I don't mean funny, but Ron's one of them. He could literally run a show just by Absolutely. talking. He's just fascinating and what a privilege is all I can say to everybody. You know, what an absolute privilege to have such a special guy on here because, oh, a brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I, I have followed him for so long now, and every day, I mean every morning when I bring my coffee to the computer, one of the first things that I go look for is what is Ron posting, and he's kind enough to post so many things in my private message box you know, just like he is yours now. And uh, I just feel such a connection with someone as awake as he is, and that's why I sat here just so enthralled with the with the facts that he comes out with and the research yeah. that he's done. And I don't think there's a subject that we talk about that he has not already researched. Yeah, I just wish definitely. we could have a little more participation from the chat room I mean, I know I've been offline a lot, but I'm surprised that more people didn't call in. But maybe, you know, I mean, Ron carried the show very well. He's a wonderful guest. Definitely. Definitely. I've just got to say, I'm not being funny, Kathy, but I'm not going to say totally that you guys could have rung in, blah, blah. But I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just fascinated. He says things... um, all I'm going to say to people is, do you know what I mean? I think me and you have took loads of crap, to be fair, on Facebook, and I'm going to say as it is. 
Well, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I've got to say to everybody that Kathy and I and Sean and Al and all of us on Hey Mr. Government Globally have shared that page so much. We have put links on there that we've looked into. This is not just so that we see something and think, sod it, we'll chuck it on there. We've investigated stuff and everything because we need it to be tr- the truth, okay? And people say to us, there's no way our government would do that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, come on. If they are not doing it, then you prove their innocence. We're proving that they're guilty. If you've got something to prove, then and you can prove us wrong, and you've got information, and you've got stuff on paper that you can show to us, then please get in touch. You can email asusshow at gmail.com um, because me and Kathy have both got access to that. You can message us with any information anytime you want. We're, we're more than willing to read through it. You send us information to show us that the government is telling the truth, the government is not out for us, then we are all ears. We will read anything you want to send to us. Call in right now, 347-327-9694. If you think and you really believe in your government, they're doing the best for you, you call into the show and tell us how you think that and why you think that, because I'd love to hear it. It's funny that you just brought that up, Sue, because when Ron was talking there before he made his gracious exit, uh, I had a call come through, and it was my survivalist friend, Bill. I told him I'd call him back later, but... As you know, he and I speak every day, and yesterday afternoon he was telling me that in the state he lives in, there is a massive food distribution center where the 18-wheelers come in and load up to go to the supermarkets. He said they have already had military training around that food warehouse. He said it has become so obvious that our government is moving into the kill, and he is a lifestyle survivalist. He's been a survivalist all of his life. This man is totally prepared, and he doesn't need a cell phone. He doesn't need a TV. He doesn't need a computer. He has a a shortwave radio, a CB radio, and he's got um, his own means of defense, and he's got his combat boots, and he'll get out and walk his land. Um, He told me... um, we were talking about um, uh, when it, it, okay when Hitler in Auschwitz the genocide of all the Jews, but when Hitler began taking all the weapons away from the people, which is what our country's administration is trying to do to us today, they're trying yep. to disarm the people. If you yep. go back, exactly. and I wish I had the quote right here in front of me, but I don't. But rest assured, I will find it by the end of the night. The quote was said, if you control the food, you control the people. Now, think about that for just a while. Think about that, people, just for a minute. When the trains in Auschwitz came around to people who hadn't eaten for days, who were skin and bones, who didn't have any water, who didn't have any home any longer, they were walking down the streets carrying their babies, and they came on these trains and they said, come on with us, people, we'll take you, we'll give you food, we'll give you shelter, we'll take care of you. Yeah, they took them right to where they murdered them. So don't think for a minute that our government in this country, and I'll speak for my country only, but don't think for a minute that that my government in America is telling us the truth because they're treating us and they're making us like imbeciles, like idiots, like bubbleheads, like water brains. 
with the chemtrails, the fluoride in the water, the lithium in the atmosphere. Uh, uh, on YouTube, uh, Google Morgellon, that disease I was talking about with Ron. Uh, I posted a doctor that actually created Morgellon's disease. I mean, who on earth in our government has these scientists do these things? Why yep. do they create these things, Sue? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, Kathy, we've actually got a call on the line, and also I'm just going to have to... There's something going on with my phone, so if I go off, I'll be straight back, okay? But uh, Erin yeah. Code 203, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, it's Pebbles. Hello, hi, Pebbles. Pebbles. How are you doing? Hey. So funny, I was just... Uh, just watching a program of what Kat was just saying um, on the Weather Channel today about the food. And, and my mother, who who lived to be almost 90, she used to always say, Pebbles, they're going to get us in our food. And oh, it's wow. true. They are. They're going to get us in our food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, there was something else I was thinking that you guys were saying I agreed about. It's just um, in the arms. Let me tell you, in Connecticut, you can't buy... If you can buy a gun, you can't buy the ammo for it. That, honey, that's all over the country. All no, the in Connecticut, we with the new laws because of the new town shooting. No. Mm. Yeah. Believe well, me. Believe I'm me. Not... We 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 know. <laughs> but well, there that gun manufacturers are moving out of Pennsylvania because of the laws being changed. Well, they moved. No, they moved out of Connecticut. They moved actually. They took a vote. And it was actually pretty cool what they did. They took a vote of their employees, and um, they all uh, voted to, it was either Texas, Arizona, or North Carolina, and I guess they all wanted to go to Myrtle Beach. So they all, they left Connecticut, and they're going down to Myrtle Beach. I I don't want to talk about what we have, but um, we ended up having to go to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get what we needed, you know, and it's scary. It's scary, mm-hmm. but you know what? In the end, in the end, it's going to be the survival of the fittest. You know, people on medication like myself I have a thyroid problem. I, mm-hmm. I told Kevin, I said I'll be ninety days because that's what I get for my pills. I'll be ninety days, and then that's it. You know, so well, I'll tell this you world what. is coming to a place that it's not. It's pretty scary if you think Pebbles, about it. Pebbles, you and I are not far apart in age, are we? Uh, I just turned fifty. Okay, well, okay, see, I'm 56. I mean, we're, okay. we're still in that 10-year yeah. age. Still, hey, um, I, I just got AARP. <laughs> oh, you rock girlfriend. Okay. Well, Not that it's doing anything for me or anything, but whatever. <laughs> well, you know, seriously, it's like my friend Bill and I talk about, you know, I've got high blood pressure. He has hypertension, too. I'm diabetic. I have to have oh, medication I do too. for that. Yeah, and I'm on medication uh, for high blood pressure, too. And see, and people like us, um, do you think that when um, she hits the fan that we're going to be able to go to the doctor and get these things? No, there's going to be nothing, and everybody's going to rush to the pharmacy. I have no thyroid. I had to get, um, they can't take 100% of it out, but they took 99% of it out. So if I don't take a pill, that's it. You know, I have a couple of weeks, and like Kevin always says, then we'll go storm the pharmacies. I said, yeah, that's where we'll be killed, because that's where everybody's going to be. 
That's right. And, yeah. and, and here to the people in the chat room who are listening, this is a point that I want to drive home. I want to paint a scenario. And Pebbles and Sue, I think both of y'all will agree with me. Let's say one day yeah. you, oh, hold on, let me back up. This was the other thing Bill told me yesterday. And somebody, I'm, I'm not, I'm pacing the floor now, so you know I'm getting hyper here. <laughs> he told me yesterday that our President Obama signed an executive order within the past week that at, on his order, he can shut down all communications in this country with one switch. Every phone, every Internet computer access, all your electricity, every electric, anything, anything the utility runs on, airwaves, cell towers, anything will be shut I down. Don't know, I, don't, I don't know anything about that, and I don't know if Obama can do that, but I, I can guarantee you that other countries can do that on us. And we saw that with the with the with the hit on the grid, with the hit on the grid that we took uh, what five years ago, six years ago, New York all the way up to Canada. I mean that was a, that was a cyber attack, you know. And 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 so talk about food. Now wait a minute. Look at what look at what Obama did to us when the, the week that everybody was talking about gay marriage. Everybody was so much more interested about gay marriage rights, equal rights for marriage, and he took full advantage of that, totally off the radar, slid in the Monsanto Act and signed it, and nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when the smoke cleared, hey, it's over and done with. We can't do a thing. He signed it. He signed it. Well, you know, I mean, the the one difference between me and you, Kat, I do like yeah. Obama. I do, I do. I I think I think we needed him. Um, I think we needed him uh, racially. You know, um, Ron was talking about you know um, the Trayvon thing, and, and I don't believe that that's true. That you know, it, it would not have been such a big thing if if Obama wasn't in office. I I think it was a big thing. And, you know, like I said in the chat room, I respectfully disagree, but, you know, that's okay. But but Obama's comment was uncalled for. The President of the United States should never, ever have made a comment, quote, Well, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the, the well, you know, I don't know if you guys knew, but we had to put our elder vote down last week, and I've been having a hard time, yeah, I've been having a hard time, and my son was up, and and my son hasn't seen me in a couple years, and he was quite worried about how I looked compared to how I used to look, and, um, you know, so it was a big stressful week, so I wasn't really on, you know, anything, very much, but I might have missed that. But um, the Monsanto stuff, I mean, that's just, it, that's crazy stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. The the thing is, do you know what, Pebbles, as far as, um, okay, let's just not single out Obama at the minute. Let's just talk mm-hmm. about the whole thing. There is so mm-hmm. much deception behind the scenes of so many different things. Absolutely. Everybody, as so. soon as we mm-hmm. say something about political Everybody thinks, oh, the government wouldn't do that. Oh, come on. Yeah. You know, oh, no, I never is, say that. I never say you that. Know, but do you know what I mean, Pebbles? I'm not being no, funny. but I agree Even with you. People Other people do? Absolutely, Sue. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I'm not being Too much funny. trust in the government. No, you're right. You know, the Sorry, thing go is, ahead. It's not just that. They, these people, one, are paid a lot of money. Two, they've got so many connections. He doesn't even have to say it. It doesn't mean he hasn't instigated it. 
So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where it come from or who said it. At the end of the day, it's happening. I don't, I don't Absolutely. Give a monkey if, if I don't care if a cartoon character said it. I don't care if Absolutely. a cartoon character is flying that plane over the top doing chemtrails. At Absolutely. the end of the day, it's still happening to us. I don't care if he's black, white, purple, or bloody pink. It's still happening. When are those Absolutely. people going to stop having this political banging each other against the wall, saying, oh, but he wouldn't do this and he wouldn't do that? The reality is, it's already happening. It doesn't Let me matter tell you who's something doing I read it. right before you went online, Sue. I read that um, um, Texas, you know, so I, I'm assuming that you know a lot about Texas. You know, they're all pro-gun and this and that. And when the legislator was going in, on the other day, um, they had had a woman who was um, trying to filibuster a law. And so they made it that you could not bring a tampon or your um, diabetic medicine into the legislative office. They confiscated all because she was a woman. So they assumed that she would have to eventually go to the bathroom, and that's what they did. Can you believe that? No. I mean, that's just just government just... Sucky. Yeah, but also, I'm sorry. I read somewhere as well, I can't remember which government, because obviously I do deal with the UK and America, but Absolutely. there was one where they were actually, um, there was a government office, and for some reason they took GMO foods off the menu. Explain that one to me. If it's not GMO is issue, what? And there's nothing wrong with it, why are they taking it all off? Explain to me, what, what is GMO? It's, it's, the, it's the perfect food. It's the one that's been scientifically altered, genetically altered. The tomatoes all look perfect. The strawberries oh, yeah, all look yeah. perfect. And, yeah, they're, and they're, they're tearing up people's digestive systems. What genetically altered food does is basically killing us, truly. Oh, I, I do know that. I, didn't, I, I, I thought I heard GMO. I'm sorry. Yes, I yeah. do know about that. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got I've got websites that I've um, gotten through my survivalist friends about heirloom seeds. You know, the old seeds that that I grew up on, my parents, mm-hmm. my grandparents mm-hmm. had. You know, mm-hmm. if you can get your hands on, if, you, if anybody out there can get your hands on heirloom seeds, I would strongly suggest that you do because. Well, you just save them. You you get an heirloom tomato, and then and then you don't even eat it, and you take it apart, and you take the seeds, and you dry them out, and they will grow the next year. Well, absolutely. But my point being, right now, people need to be thinking about the future because one day, if when the, when the shit hits the fan pebbles, there's not going to be people thinking about, oh, where am I going to find an heirloom tomato, or where am I going to find heirloom? Oh no, tomatoes? absolutely you know, not. People need to be stocking up, and people need to be taking advantage of what is out there right now, because what I was about to say a moment ago when I remembered what my friend Bill had told me about the executive order, I was about to say this. Think about the day that it does hit the fan. Everything shuts down. You wake up. You can't go to the bank. Banks are closed. No, t- yeah. no ATM. You can't get any cash. You can't yeah. have, you can buy gas. The grocery stores are out of food. You're empty in your house. You may have a couple days, three days worth of food in your house. Yeah. Now, think about the hoodlums and the gangs and the thugs who are living on welfare and food stamps or who don't plan in in advance for the future. And I'm not talking about any race. I'm talking about people getting hungry and people getting thirsty and having to feed their babies. 
they're going to be hitting the streets, and they're going to come knocking on your door. And if you are not armed, if you are not prepared. Oh, let me tell you something. They're not coming knocking on our door. <laughs> I will guarantee you, you that. They're not knocking on my door. I'll be sitting right across from my door with both barrels resting on my knees, and I'll be sitting on the floor in front of my wall aimed at my yeah. door. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the thing, yeah, the thing that I saw today on the Weather Channel uh, was uh, really, really disturbing because they were saying that, you know, not only, they, well, they don't really talk about this, but they were talking about just global warming and the ozone and this and that, and they were saying that, you know, if if we cannot become an underground race for however many years that we're going to need to do it, um, we're going to be dead. And then they said what they're predicting, and it's like now the Weather Channel is like the Doomsday Channel. They're predicting that we will eventually evolve to a nocturnal society because we will have to um, be out at night when the ozone and when the sun is not beating down and we'll have to be indoors or underground during the day. And this is the Weather Channel of the United States. I mean, it's a global. I, I'm, you get that in, in UK, right, Sue? Yep. The Weather yep. Channel? Yeah. The thing, well, yeah. not being funny, they're always talking about the weather. It is the UK. I mean, most times I'm going to say it rains. <laughs> yeah. But, at the moment, but see, the Weather Channel here has started this whole doomsday preparation thing, which almost makes me afraid because they must, they must know something more than we know. They have to. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I tell you what. The, the funny thing is, sorry, Kathy, interrupting, but the thing is, I've been watching these chemtrails outside, right? And the one day I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was watching these chemtrails, and would you believe it, but two days later, the weather totally changed within totally two changed. days. Wow. Now, well, you saw how, that I sent you, you that how link. Do you, how do you explain that? How do you explain that the, 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 all of the changes, the um, season changes? The birds are so damn confused. They don't know what what day the bloody week it is for them. They don't know when Absolutely. they should be nesting, when they shouldn't. And I even the other week, my daughter found a bird that had only got one wing. It was oh a baby, goodness. and it was born with oh one wing. So it's mutated. So, so please tell me that there's nothing going on in this world. Nobody talks to each other. Nobody helps each other anymore. Everybody's got a case of my house is bigger than your house. My car's newer than your car. Everybody's trying to fight and compete against everything. There's not mm. enough jobs for everybody, and all these other different things. And, and, and people are saying, "Oh no, but the government—it's nothing to do with the government. It's just—it's society." Yeah, you're right. It is society. I blame every single one of us because we're not speaking loud of us. If everybody got together, never mind all these governments, that we need a world people party. It's when mm. us guys start to wake up and smell the roses and see exactly mm. what's going on. And until exactly. that happens, we're wasting our time. Absolutely exactly. wasting time. People just need to wake up. Just totally need to wake up. Look up, wake up, and speak up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you're doing, Sue. So you're doing a great job, and Kat, too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I didn't, no, I didn't mention ranting. <laughs> no, you did not. But the other thing here in America, and Kat, you probably know about this, too, is uh, it's the freaking speculators. So you got oh, these yeah. these guys who we don't even know who they are. They uh -huh. sit somewhere and they speculate, okay, so now um, apparently 
uh, gas in America is going to go up again because of the problems that they're having in Egypt. Now, first of all, we don't get a lot of oil from Egypt. Second of all, the, the rebuttal of the other person who was speaking on the other side said, we have enough oil in America. We do not need to raise our prices. I mean, we're already slaughtering, slaughtering uh, North Dakota. I love South Dakota. My heart is in South Dakota and Wyoming. That's where I hope someday we will end up, Kevin and I. But North Dakota is now being slaughtered by Mm -hmm. fracking. And they're fracking the freaking shit out of it. And I hate to say that, but that's what they're doing. And so, so they're going down. They're sending salt water into the earth. They're going down a little bit, and then they're going horizontal through the earth, and they're just blowing the earth apart underneath North Dakota, mm-hmm. which someday will end up collapsing to to get this oil out. And it's it's like and and every every day here in America, I don't know if you see it down in Florida, cat, but here every day another two cents, another four cents, another six cents. And I know Sue, you pay a lot more than we do, but um, I don't know if the UK even produces its own oil, so maybe you are more um, dependent upon these other countries. But America should not be—we should not be doing this. It's crazy. And, and, and what Pebbles is saying is so right on because the the abundance of oil she's talking about is right there in the Dakotas. It's yeah. right there in the Dakotas. Yeah. We're sitting yeah. on so much. We we should not be reliant on any outside on country. On anything. We should be yeah. able to sustain as a country ourselves. And it's all about speculation and, um, I guess, manipulation. And, you know, I don't know who who decides who you barter with, but bartering with these other countries. Okay, well, you do this for us and we'll buy your oil, you know. And who ends up paying the prices? We do. It's all part of New World Order. Politicians run this world. The 13 bloodlines that Sue and I have talked about on this radio show many times, the the Oppenheimers, the Schiff family, the Rothschilds, uh, the Roosevelt's, uh, the Rockefellers. These are the people, and they have run the world. It's not just So they have this whole, it's a game to them, and we're all pawns. We're all pawns. What this country needs to do, and nobody's got the balls to do it, and that is shut down the freaking borders and let us co- let us exist without coexisting with another country. I know. I hate, I, hate, I hate to agree with that because I am the product of an Irish immigrant family, so I really hate to say that. But I'm German Irish. I'm German Irish. No, I know, but my parents literally came here. I'm first-generation American. And so I hate to say that. I hate to say that, but um, you you are right. But then, if you wanted to come to this country and become an American, what would we do? We'd have to we'd have to sponsor. We'd have to say yes to. Look how different the world was. Look how different this country was. Oh, absolutely. It was a wonderful country then. It was the land of opportunity. Let me tell you, my father came here and he broke his freaking ass. He literally broke his body to build America. He was an iron that's worker. Awesome. He oh, fell forty feet. Awesome. He was fell forty feet and that man he said, You know what? I he still loved America, he still loved Ireland, but he always said, God bless America's greatest country on the earth And my father's passed now. Eight years, and I think he would be very sad to see what's going on in this country today. 
Pebble Sue has heard me cry, sob at how I am, as much as I miss my daddy, I am thankful that my daddy is not here to worry yeah. about to what he's going to do tomorrow and what yeah. he's going to do next week. Yeah, you know what, it's exactly the same here though, you know, at the moment we've got the EU, and I'll be honest, I don't understand all of this, right, but obviously the EU is, um, how can you put it, like a committee, if you like, of all these different places, and they're all putting money into it, Uh, do you know what, the UK is actually sending out, now let me just repeat, I'm going to have to repeat this for it to take effect. 52 million a day. Now, let me just repeat. I didn't say a week, a month, a year. It's sending out 52 million what? People? Pounds a day. 52 million pounds a day goes into the EU so that we can apparently have all this stuff coming into our country and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what? I'm not being funny. They've got the doors, the gates so wide open to our country. It's just absolute ridiculous. I'm surprised mm. the whole island hasn't sunk with the sheer weight of the people that's on it. It's ridiculous. There's more Same and more and more. And in they saying, yeah. They yeah. keep saying all the time, oh, we haven't got enough jobs. I'm not going to be funny. I love this one saying, and it's called, no shit, Sherlock. They keep saying <laughs> this stuff to us. Yeah. There's not enough jobs. No shit, Sherlock. Keep opening the gates. Keep letting more in. And I, I wonder know. why. But then, like I spoke to people the other day, and I said to, and I say this to people, the trouble is they are making us racist. I am not against any yes. foreign person. I will speak I, to anybody, doesn't matter you. what color, what language, whatever you speak. Right, I'll speak to everybody. But the trouble is they're making us racist. But reality check: if at the end of the day I was in another country and I could come over to the UK and make a better life for my kids and I could get free prescriptions, I could get money for doing nothing, where would mm-hmm. I want to be? I'm not going to stay in somewhere where my kids are starving, where the world isn't good, where there's no jobs right, or anything. Absolutely. When I can come to the UK, I can get paid really good money in my thought, and I can send money over to my family. Where, why would I want to stay somewhere? Yeah. You know, it's I've got to say to people, it's no good going at these people that have come for a better life. You need to be going to your own government because they're the ones that have got the doors open saying, come on in, come on in, everybody. You know, come right. on in yourselves. You're exactly right. And that's who I am angry as, my government, because I'll be 57 years old in nine days. 57 years old. I do not have health insurance. I do not get Me one government. I Me do not care. I get no government assistance. I pay yeah. full prescription price for everything I have to get. Yeah. Some money I do without in order to get whatever else I need. Yeah. And I'm alone. I have no family, no children, no brothers and sisters, no parents. And the people in my life are my family because they're in my life because they choose to be. And right. that, to me, is more humbling. That is a special kind of love right there. And yeah. that's why I call yeah. Sue and her kids my family. Because yep. we are together every single day, even though there's an ocean between us, we are together every single day. But yeah. I agree with what Susan said. I'm not mad with the people. I am angry, but I'm angry at my government for allowing it to happen and for opening the doors to give them everything they need. And here I have to sit and do without. And I have paid taxes all my life. Oh, please. Yeah. Well, 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 the problem with America is that that was that was day one. I mean, because America was was built on immigrants, 
you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they came in and t- took over the Indians, and look at what, you know, I feel bad for them. Um, but um, other countries like Sue, you know, um, I know Ireland was the same way. Um, I don't know what nationality you saw see the most of, but in Ireland it's mostly the Asians came in, and they just freaking mm-hmm. took over Ireland. Oh, you know, and... We've got Ireland right now in the chat room. I'm not going to say who it is, but we've got, we've got Ireland right there in the chat room right now. <laughs> I'm not in the chat room. I'm not reading it. Let me see. But, no, um, no you, I'll PM you and tell you, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to make it public or anything, but, yeah, I mean, you, but you know, it's, yeah. You know what the thing is? This is the trouble. I mean, we've got so much. But it's like, even as animal advocates, all of us know, right, we're all trying our best to make a difference as far as advocates for animals. But let's face it, for children, for all these different things, Mm. we've got all these petitions out there trying to make a difference. I ask the question, why is is us, general public, doing petitions, and they even do websites for petitions because there's so much, when Mm -hmm. at the end of the day we are forwarding petitions to our government to tell them what they should be doing? Mm-hmm. What the hell? We, we, the general public, are telling our politicians what the, what our world needs. What that we want to stop cruelty, that we want Spain neutering, that we don't want kids to be abused, we don't want dogs and cats and that to be sexually abused. We don't need people to be murdered. We don't need people to be. What? Oh, minute, I thought we were paying them damn good money because they were the best for our country <laughs> and to make a better life for all of us. Well, why are we doing all these petitions then? If they know well, what I they're don't know doing, about and the they're UK, making a better life for us in this world, why are we doing it? Well, I don't know in the UK, but in America, when we have like we have our state, we have our senators, and and um, uh, and then they go to the Senate, and they are supposed to represent the people. So in America, sending these things to our senators is the right thing to do. Because if they get 100,000 people saying um, we are against this and then they vote for it, well, guess what? We're not going to vote for you next time. So you're going to be voted out. But that doesn't always happen. But that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, but do you know what, Pebbles? You said that and you said, yes, but if they don't do as we want, then we vote them out. It's too bloody late then. It's already in. Exactly. And that's the problem. And, and, you know, and that's the whole two-sidedness of um, politicians because I liked what Ron said before, you know, I am what I am, I say what I say, I don't lie, um, mm-hmm. and, and and that's how I run my life. You know, mm-hmm. if I say something, it's the truth. If I don't know it, I'm not going to say it. Um, but politicians yeah. don't run like that, unfortunately. You know, they'll tell you a bunch of BS and then you'll vote them in. And, um, you know, the only thing you can do is bombard them with emails or whatever and hope that they will listen, but they normally don't. You know, know my father always told me that my word was my bond. It was the only gift I could give away and still keep. And it's just like I mentioned when Ron was on the phone talking about me and my ex. I wasn't going to go to court and have my credibility, my yeah. honor, 
and my integrity question yeah. when I was yeah. the, and I hate to use the word victim because I'm a survivor. I'm not a victim. Yeah. But I was a victim, you know? So, no, I I, I, I am a person in my Yeah, I went through the same thing. I didn't I, have the floor. I had the shower wall. And, uh, and then I had to go into hiding for a while, for a long while. And then, uh, luckily, the guy was such an asshole that on 6606, he committed suicide. So I was able to be free again. And, well, and, and you know, I still have my scars and I still have my um, my battle wounds. But I tell you what, nobody will ever, ever do anything like that to me again, ever. Yeah, I mean, I was a young kid. I was, I was 22, you know. I can relate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was really nice to see that uh, my son finally, my son turned 30. I, I was 20 when I had him. He just came up. He helped us with uh, our elder bull, and uh, I was I was telling him things that you know I shielded from him his whole life because I did not want to, you know, make him have a biased opinion of life. And it was really um, enlightening to see how he understood. He finally he finally got it. It was young man. You raised a good young man. Yeah, I did raise a good young man. It was hard. Believe me, it was not easy. I was a single parent, and we were struggling, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, all you can do is hope that everything works out in the end for the best. I just well, worry about well, my son and his and his kids and his grandkids. He doesn't have any yet, but, I mean, what's the world going to be like for them? Sue yourself. Yes. You, you, you know, know, you have I, many I children. This is probably why day. you do this. Right, it's probably yep. why you do what you do. Yeah, trying you know, to help your, your children. children. And, I know you do. Yeah, but do you know what? I've got four children, and I'm supposed to do the best that I can do as a mum. The mm-hmm. best I can do as a mum is, like yeah. I've said to Kathy on many, many, many occasions, I would rather die if I get shot dead or whatever for speaking out or whatever. I would rather die young and know that I've tried to help people in the world and I've tried to yeah. make a better world for my kids than living until I was 97 and then say to me, Mum, why didn't you warn us? Why didn't you why didn't you, do something? Ray, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you do something? And that's exactly. what, what everybody needs to do. And the trouble yeah. is Mother Earth is trying to shout out to all of us. You know, people say, yeah. oh, we're getting more storms. We're getting all these different things. Well, you no, don't I know. say. So you want Mother Earth just to sit there and take all this crap that we're doing to her? I know. Just, Absolutely. The Earth is just screaming Poison at her. us to say, help us. Yeah. I don't well, know. I agree with you, ladies, immensely. I respect you both immensely. Um, we love you, Carol. Thank I love you, honey. I guess I'll, I'll let you go. I, I don't know what time it is, but I'm sure it's getting close to the end of the show. So I will let you go. But um, I'm always listening, Sue. I'm not always in the chat room. Now that it's summertime, I have to go outside and just sit yep. outside. And I'm on the iPad, but I try to run back and forth. But I'm always listening, Pebbles, and I'm always supporting. Listen, I appreciate you. you. You're always sharing the links to the show, and you're always with us, and I appreciate that. And thank you so much for bringing in tonight. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Love you, girls. Thank you, Pebbles. Thank you, Pebbles. Night. Night. From the UK, okay? Night. Have a great thank night. you. Night-night. Night-night. Bye-bye. Night-night. Bye-bye. What a wonderful lady Pebbles is. She's a survivor. Yeah. She is a good survivor. Lovely, lovely yeah. soul. Exactly. Wow. And well, 
Do you know what? I, I've got to say, Kathy, do you know what? I mean, you, you are definitely the link queen. Everybody knows that already. But I'm just going to say to everybody, thank you very much to everybody who's in the chat room who's been l looking at the links and everything. But please, let me, let me tell you, I will be doing a um, blog. Uh, it will probably be tomorrow because it is 12 o'clock midnight here. But I will be doing a blog um, to put the link of the show, and all of these links will be on the blog. So, if you know, rather than me trying to share all these links to the Asu show, it will be all on the blog spot, and I will then share that all to you as well. Also, yeah, I definitely want to say, you know, if you if you can't get access to the link she's talking about, please, 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 either PM me or Sue. Google Ron Hinton Oceanside Block a Gangbuster Oceanside Gangbuster. Please, you owe it to yourself to raise your own awareness about the way humanity has has evolved. <laughs> or deep digress I should say. And how to deal with yeah. people. Ron's videos are awesome, and he's the real yeah. deal. Y'all heard him yourself. So, again, a shout out yeah. to Ron Hinton for being a wonderful guest today. Sue, my love, my friend, Definitely. my sister, my mother, my daughter, I am out of here with you. I'm going to talk to you later, I hope. But I'm going to let Definitely. you say goodbye to everyone and do your closing. Um, and just to let everybody know, if uh, you want to get in touch with Kathy or myself, you want us to um, friend you on Facebook, you can email us as well. Let me give you an email, asksueshow at gmail.com. Both Kathy and I both have access to it, so you can go there. That's asksueshow at gmail.com. Uh, the blog, blog spot, the blog that, uh, for me as well, is http dot over dot forward slash forward slash asksueshow.blogspot.com. .co.uk. Uh, if you want to friend Kathy on Facebook, it's www.facebook.com forward slash Catherine.savage.148. So please, everybody, join there. And obviously, I've got to give a big shout out to Max uh, Universal Psychic Readings. You can go and have a look on Facebook at that page as well, Universal Psychic Readings. So please find that. I will put them all onto the Ask Sue show after the show as well. So, um, Kathy, it's just been absolutely brilliant. We seem to fit it so much into two hours this week. We really did. I mean, I'm just, I'm, my, my mind is still whirling about Ron. He just contributed so much to the show on every level. Definitely. It was just absolutely brilliant. And all the links and everything and Pebbles calling in, just absolutely brilliant. I just need to do a very, very, very big shout-out for our page Hey, Mr. Government Globally, I want everybody, please, share the page, share the links on it, um, because at the end of the day, we have not got enough likes to that page. Everything that we do, of, as far as hey, Mr. of the government and everything, all goes posted on there. So I please, please, could you just join us on there? It's hey, Mr. Government Globally. I will put the link into the show as well, into the group. Um, and I want everybody to please join us there as well because we have put a lot of effort into that page and we just really do need to get it out there. So that's facebook.com forward slash exposing governments. That's facebook.com forward slash exposing governments. If uh, you're listening and you want to go on Facebook, go and uh, join us on there as well. A big thank you to Kathy again, my absolute star of the show as well. Ron Hinton, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to Pebbles for calling into the show tonight. 
All of you have been absolutely fantastic. And also join the Ask Sue Show on Facebook. It's a group, Ask Sue Show, a lot of about animal advocacy um, and loads of different things, loads of topics. Please join us. And I thank you all again for joining us. You can email Show at gmail.com. Kathy uh, and I have both got access to that email address, so please you can uh, give us a message on there. We'll either love or hate. We, you know, we're not really bothered. If you've got something you want to forward to us, you believe that with something that we said on here isn't quite the truth, please forward it to us. Again, I thank you very much to all of you for listening, and it's a good night from me in the UK at 12 o'clock midnight, and hope you're all well, and please share the love to the world. Good night, everybody, and uh, speak to you all very, very soon. Good night.